gear ready. Welcome everyone. It's Wednesday. You know what time it is. It's Super Secret Girls Club. Brock Tears yeah. here. He knows what's <laughs> up. <laughs> and we have a guest today. Chris. We forced him from upstairs to come downstairs with us. No, they were like, oh, we gave you guys a... Marquette did a... She did a very nice thing in the last meeting we were just in. She goes, uh, to the creative team, if I send you a message about if you want to be on the podcast or not, you have to reply. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. And so now we replied by being here. Starting it. the beef. Starting the beef. I love Old it. passive-aggressive Ketty. Uh, that was very direct and you, not passive nor you said, aggressive. per my last message. <laughs> no. <laughs> Y'all coming to the podcast or no? That is literally not how I said it. I, I was, was very listening. professional. I'm not going to partake in any of this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, guys, we're here and we are going to discuss beef. Beth. Beef. First time I heard that name, I was like, oh, they're talking about the meat? Like literally, and then everybody started talking about it. I had to look it up what it was about. And you thought yeah. it was a documentary about how we treat cows in America? Yeah, oh, I really thought. I really thought it was a documentary, like a food ink or something. Food ink. Like food ink is the one. We don't need another one. Yeah, but no. We, if you guys are joining us, well, you guys are joining us, and you haven't seen the show Beef on Netflix, heads up, spoilers. It's also, gonna be spoilers. Who has seen Beef? Say something. Here comes a beef joke. Watch dog is here. If you are saying it on the YouTube chat, we cannot see it because we are only looking at the Twitch chat. So if you want to participate and ask us questions or comments that we can read, do so on Twitch. Yes. Twitch, come on over and join us on Twitch. Yeah, we are actually going to just go over the show. Um, I did a lot of research yesterday. I went through a horrible rabbit hole. Uh, there's a lot about the show. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of metaphors and stuff, but a lot of big names worked on the show, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just go over some of them. Um, Angel, I wanted to watch it, but after the David Cho stuff, I don't want to. Yeah, David Cho said some silly shit. What did, did David Cho say? David Cho, I believe, is Isaac's character. Isaac, yeah. Um, oh, is he as unhinged as Isaac? Yeah, I forget what he said, but he definitely said some shit. It was after I watched the show, so luckily, <laughs> guilt-free watch, like, baby. what did he I don't remember. Yeah, somebody give us a general realization of what he said. Yeah. First time chat. <laughs> I don't know if we do that here. Do we do that here? We don't do that here. That was the first time. <laughs> but we do that here now. Conditioning. <laughs> Conditioning. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great show. Um, Isaac is a character from a whole anime. <laughs> I love it. He um, is a protagonist in an anime. Thank God he's a side character here. Yeah, he is a side character here. Uh, before we jump into a beef, how are you guys doing? How's your week been so far? I know we got chillier. It got really cold yeah. this yeah. week for some reason. Yeah, my week's been pretty stressful. Yeah? It's only yeah. Wednesday. I know. Uh, we have started watching a show on Netflix called How to Get Rich. I... I it five is. Uh, and I wasn't happy with it. Yeah, well, it's putting me in the dark place. Yeah, <laughs> the darkest of dark places. Yeah. pretty sure I'm about to become a monk. Because people are so rich and they don't know what to do with their money. Yeah, but then you like look at your own bank account. And you're like, well, fuck me, God, yeah. let me. Why are you watching it? I don't know. I, I gotta learn. So, I, I gotta learn. Look, the homie Ramit. I'm about to sign up to be on the next season. Ramit, help me, brother, please. Dude. Um. Well, 
I, I had the same reaction as to initially as, as you initially yeah. because it's just like he's not really helping like poor people you know like people who like really don't can't do budget because yeah. there's nothing left at the end of the month after you pay bills and essentials you know and like you're just like helping these like millionaires or like a thousandaires or the, 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 like, the one lady on. who was mean to her husband yeah so I was, I was, it was a turn off for me and I, I kind of didn't want to watch it. But then he actually starts helping, like, there's this one guy who lives off, like, a 37K salary oh in Chicago. God. And like, I was like, okay, this is relatable, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And um, I would love to know how he actually helps this person because <clears throat> there's no, so- there's no, ex- there, there's nothing yeah. that he can do with this money besides surviving yeah you in chicago yeah. Yeah. yeah and i haven't gotten like to the point where they where they're, that yeah, yeah. Okay. and he um he's getting married to his husband and his husband makes like 150,000 and he's oh. like i can't just let you keep doing everything so pretty sure what's going to end up happening to him is he's just going to get a job yeah like cuz so he works as a as a waiter so, at a, a mm. server at a drag queen bar right gotcha, now gotcha. so he gets a lot of tips but we're, okay. we're see. anyway yeah. yeah i yeah i just had like 5 minutes and I don't. I think it was like a trailer. I didn't even start the show or like you know what Netflix does. You hover over yeah. and it just starts playing. And it was he was just helping these rich people. And it's like, is this how to get rich? They're already rich. I don't want to. You should. Yeah. I would say yeah. sincerely, give the first episode a try. Okay. It's incredible how terribly people manage their money. Yeah. Also, like, everybody's I got like. I thought I was pretty. Like I didn't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, but you know I'm great. Yeah. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing not super great, but nowhere near as bad as them. Plus, there's people who've got all the student loans. You see the student loans, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that needs oh to God. be forgiven. That's Yeah. I used to listen to, um, what was that podcast? It's one of the financial guy, Ramsey. Is it Ramsey? Remy? Oh, no, mind. I've forgotten about it. Mm-mm. But those are pretty good. But, yeah, I see in the chat that some people have seen the show. Some people haven't. So Isaac, he basically talked about a very fucked up sexual assault story involving an ex on a podcast in 2012. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. So it's coming up now because he's yeah. been in the show. Well, he was a side character. Sounds like he's not going to get any more jobs after this. So that's going to be that. Fire Chief says, says... it's a joke and it didn't actually happen. I think he was... What's the punchline? Well, I think he was trying to tell one of those edgy jokes and kind of fell face forward on it. Look... There's, the reason why comedians are comedians is because uh, they like literally practice that skill. Yeah. There's a way to do it and there's a way not to. Uh, uh, Fire Chief says, my grandfather was a knight. His name was Sirloin. Because <laughs> we're talking about beef. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so in the premiere, Remy Hole, who plays the kid June, um, she's three, she started modeling a three-year-old. Oh my and God. her outfit was made by her dad, actually. And one, it was like a customized print that had a picture of beef on it so it yeah like why with like a beef print on it it was beautiful that's, that's kind of sick um, i um even tell i definitely appreciate it about the show um the different economical levels that everybody was at speaking of how to be rich yeah. and also um just how asian american it was without it like having to like say so you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, i would be like oh it's racism no like they just, yeah, yeah. They it, it reminded me a little bit of i don't know this might be no, it's not racist. I think I can pull it off without it sounding racist. Uh, Shang-Chi, like, it was able to be the story set in this universe that is very Asian-orientated without mm-hmm. ever being, like, uh, I don't know, without, like, having to super address it kind of, like, the same way, like, when I'm watching Marvel movies, I'm like, I feel like the ones with all the minorities are kind of going off right now. Like, what kind of yeah. got its whole thing? And then yeah. you get this, and it's just, like, 
like it's like crazy rich Asians, but without having to say it. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. just hey, here it is, and like here are these people dealing with these things. Without saying was... like it's Asian yeah. beef. It's yeah, like yeah, beef. and it's just it's just these people. When he <laughs> kept saying like a philo- Western philosophy doesn't work on Eastern minds, and I kept like being like you know that's what he was really focusing on, but then like it never really got into like eastern anything about it he ended up mm-hmm. just doing or uh, psychology he ended up just doing like regular psychology just having yeah. someone to talk to at the yeah. end yeah. it's great yeah. I, I really like that too and i think it's really important i feel like since the you know in like 2020 there was like a huge spike in anti-asian sentiments and like mm-hmm. violence oh yeah it could be directly drawn Asian. to donald trump yeah and and it was it was awful but i feel like Asian minority really like kind of like took that like in arts mm-hmm. took it and just like really made like represented themselves you know and, yeah and more these, so so yeah. many I feel like amazing films like everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. this show like I feel like it's such a great like representation without <laughs> like without like overtly being about like Asian people here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's just people. It's a it's rateable people. American yes. story featuring exactly. Asian people, which is like... About a rate. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of... Like, I know that we've had Asian stories in the past, but like, I feel like it's just always like, kind of like veiled in like mysticism. And yeah. Like, we are monks, you know? Like, it's yeah, just like... like the Asian power that you get from the ancestors. Is, yeah. Not every Asian person is a doctor. Not every Asian yeah. person is a monk or a philosopher. You know, like... I have uh, great powers in some chi some people, yeah. <laughs> some people are just fucked and have depression and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> some people are David. You know, some people are Isaac. Yeah. Which um, so just brief overview. So it was created by Lee Sung Jin, who is a Thunderbolts screenwriter, actually. Yeah. Oh, maybe uh, Thunderbolts is gonna slap. Yeah. And he has written a couple episodes for Dave and Tuka and Birdie. Nice. Love Tuka and Birdie. I love Tuka Birdie and Tuka. Yeah. Tuka and so Birdie. music was done by Bobby Krillick. He did music for Midsummer. Nice. Um, oh, I could I could hear that yeah. for sure. And the cinematography was by Lurkin Sipo. He does everything everywhere all at once. Nice. So oh, yeah. they had big names. So straight hitters. Like straight hitters. Like started looking it up and obviously <laughs> Steven Yun, Ellie Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, what it grabs me was Ellie Wong. I love her. I love her comedy. Of like recently, just not before Beef. I like she came up with the special and I saw all her specials. Baby and, Cobra. Like, yeah, the first one you saw. She's like pregnant in most of them, yeah. um, and didn't know she was a great actress until I started watching. I was like, "Wow!" I wow. want to give a shout out to Stephen Yoon, who I think. Um, all right, this is all pure speculation. Hear me out. Stephen Yoon fucks with black folks heavy. All right, here's my reasoning. One, he's based in Atlanta. He did all of Walking Dead in Atlanta. Yeah, right, you can't be. You can pick up on the culture. That's a fact. Two, he was in. Nope. Uh, nope, and sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. Two black surrealist <laughs> movies, all right? And then he's in here, and he's kind of broke and struggling. I feel like a lot of black folks can relate to that. I'm just saying, just saying. Yeah. I bet. I don't, I don't know how. We need to get him on the podcast and ask him. Also, I had a friend who was doing a movie in Atlanta, and he were like, I think we're trying to get Steve Yeun on it. Like, everybody, that's it, and he was black. So I don't, I don't know. That's, that's my conjecture. That's my... That's fair. That's my tinfoil hat about how Stephen Yeun <laughs> likes black people. I love it. <laughs> or at least we like him. I don't know. That's fair. So like, he's that's... invited to the cookout. He's yeah, he's, he's invited to the cookout and he knows what to wear. Straight up. Guaranteed. Nice. He will. Nice. So let, let's talk about overall show. What you guys thought about the overall show and if there was a character that you really related with. I don't know if the Steering Young would be the one for you, but like, yeah. For me, it would be because prior to this, like the Normies is my first my second uh, full-time job. Yeah. So, like, I, I was really in a position before this where I, I would have been there struggling. And I do think, well, I one, I don't feel the way. I don't know. I, I feel different about um, 
psychology now or mm-hmm. what's it called therapy now therapy. than i than i used to but like I, I could see a lot of that like he was just like he had to get shit done mm-hmm. he had to do it on his own and i think he made some bad decisions like uh with with the uh, motel Paul? well yeah oh yeah throwing away Paul shit like he that that, so many- that i don't fuck with but like with yeah. the with the isaac thing being like oh like because he made a small choice with his cousin like they lost a whole entire family business and i feel like yes that is fair but at the same time that's unfair right like it's like yeah he i let him store some shit here and turns out it was all illegal like how the fuck was i supposed to know that was i supposed but then to like he kept doing the same thing so that's it though it feels cousin. like he was like oh i fucked up there and then he was like oh my god so now what am i gonna do and it's like i feel like for me when i make a mistake i want to jump forward fast yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean it's like oh you fucked up and now all right i need to get back to there as quick as possible because it feels like, I don't know, like you're running out of time. You don't have enough time. You got this fucking, right. your, your shitty jobs and you're working so hard. And so he kept trying to get back to that position and just fucking himself up more and more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And then even finally at the very end where he does get everything in order and has everything right, everything burns down because he used the wrong wires on the house. And it's like, oh, like one, do I think you're incompetent at your job? No, I actually think you're pretty good. I think you're yeah. probably a little hustler. Did you probably just overlook this because you got a hundred other different things going on? Mm-hmm. Probably. And like that speaks to my soul in a way that is because painful. Because there's so much other happening. <laughs> so much other shit, like with AD, just so much other shit happening. And yeah. like you miss one thing, it's like, oh, that, that burned down the house. Like, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. So like, um, just like what Marshall said, like what is your one sentence review of the series beef? I don't know about one sentence, but like do you have a review of the beef? And again, same thing, like characters that you may have related with. And DJ Degenerate, we're talking about beef. Netflix, Netflix show. Yeah. The one- A24 produced. One sentence review is probably road rage goes bad. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, goes horribly so bad. bad. Um, like, just insane. But who do you relate to the most? Um, I really, um, so overall show, absolutely loved it. Um, I related with Ellie at some points where like when she was working so hard and in the end she just wanted to sell this business which is essentially bougie houseplants. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I, I thought it was much bigger. For like, 10 million. Just, like, 10 million. And right. she just wanted to, like, do nothing. And I feel like I'm in a mindset sometimes. It's like, I've been working so hard. Like, I just want to do nothing. Same. Uh, like, at all. And I could totally understand it. And I understood her point where... I don't know if I relate with it, but I think Steven was also... They're both the same characters, right? Like, yeah. The same characters flipping the coin. One of them got what he wanted, still unhappy. One of them didn't get what he wanted, and he was still unhappy. George said... Uh, what did he say about uh, Mia? He said they were like cosmic twins. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Like he was like emotionally cheating. He was like, I told her I loved her, but like it was nothing ever physical. And he brought up the idea of cosmic twins, or whatever he says. And I do think that uh, Ali Wong and Steven Yeun's character are cosmic twins. Mm-hmm. Like They don't see it. I'm like, you guys... You guys, you, you guys need you guys are the same person same people, and yeah. i see that you both kind of in a weird way get off on being shitty towards each other but like in a way that it is like escalating escalating escalate you both clearly have fucking problems but like like them laying in bed together in the end in a super platonic way is like I'm like yeah that's it like you guys are the it's same so kind sweet. of broken so y'all are the same kind of fucked up and you maybe don't realize it in the way that you fuck with each other but mm-hmm. like yeah, y'all love this shit. Like, y'all love being mean to each other. Yeah. And you need to address, like, what the fuck's happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think overall show, I really... The part that I really enjoyed that it just showed... It wasn't, like, as... Not only it wasn't clear, like, it's about, like, Asian community. It was just 
people, right? Like, it was just people working there. And, like, there were subtly ways where Steven was like, oh, Paul, you need to find a good Korean girl. Mm-hmm, or, like, mm-hmm. oh, George, he's Japanese. It's like, I can't believe, like, you married Japanese. Like, he, he will have, like, there was so Because hands. she is, I think... She was Chinese. She's Chinese and Vietnamese. Yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, you know, he was taking a stab at her. Like, mm-hmm. nothing us as like wouldn't have to do much with it but i could notice that because like if i marry somebody like somebody can take stab like oh like looking at a picture that person this but i think what i really liked that it was subtly about anxiety and depression like yeah. both of them had this anxiety and this depression and they were suppression of feelings suppression of feeling blaming everybody else mm-hmm. for their problems and trying to bring everybody else with them at the same level like yeah. um steve i keep calling him steven danny right danny, yeah, yeah danny tried I, said, to, I called him david earlier i meant danny da- yeah danny like throwing out paul's <laughs> letters uh, because he wanted him to be yeah. he was and and that's like mean kid shit like that horrible. that's that's really fucked up but yeah. it's it, it i'm not giving it a pass but i'm saying like <clears throat> because they're kids but that's also where it started they He's weren't like, kids at that point he was getting acceptance letters to college they he were his older brother like as an older like as an older sibling yeah um i you know it, that hit hard for me because as an older sibling like your younger sibling do look up to you yeah Regardless, you gotta take care like, of them yeah you got and you take care of them right and your older like your younger sibling not gonna question twice mm-hmm. if you yeah. said something and like i tell something to my sister and sometimes and Tony lie and she's so, so gullible and she will believe it and i have to tell her like no no don't tell that to anybody i was totally like just making yeah, that shit just up. playing <laughs> just playing um but yeah. Danny to do that and Paul never to know in the end was like oh shit like maybe he thought that he never got in because he wasn't, he wasn't good, good enough. enough yeah and that's even more fucked up and mm-hmm. then just and it stuck with so him man much. and like even with like you see him doing like he literally is becoming like a crypto bro and this is this is gonna be a stab at crypto bros like you're just gambling bro and he's like he's trying to do the get rich quick thing too he's like at least he's taking care of his physique and shit but you can still tell that he's fucking lonely yeah. like he hangs out with his friends and shit he's like maybe he'll just stay here and they're like nah bro like you literally can't stay here and danny's not taking good enough care of him and it's mm. it's hard it's such a you it's know, one of those shows that you watch and like the more you watch you're like damn how's yeah. everybody so fucking sad <laughs> i i really did not like paul and like in the first two episodes because he was just so rude mm-hmm. to Danny mm-hmm. and I was like like Danny like just tried to commit suicide and like he's in, the, in the dumbest yeah. way possible also <laughs> and he yeah. literally has to return so. up oh. oh my god so like but it's like incredibly sad right and like then he comes home and like his brother's so fucking rude to him mm-hmm. while like just munching off of his like you know like he's living in his apartment yeah. And just like not paying rent, and like then like even though he's like so rude to him, Danny in like the end of that scene is like he wants something to eat. Yeah, I'm like fuck him, <laughs> fuck this dude. And then like throughout throughout the season and like towards the end, when we find out, you know what all what Danny did, did to yeah. him, I was like fuck Danny. I felt bad for Paul. I feel so bad for Paul. Like still got, got so shot. And like all of those, like it explained. His story, like, it kind of started backwards. And, like, when you find out what actually happened to him and how Danny contributed to it, mm-hmm. like, all of his shittiness, like, all this, like, underlying anger and, like, frustration and also loneliness and just, like, 
not knowing what to do with his life because he literally thought he had like no confidence in himself because he thought that like literally no college accepted him i'm exactly. pretty sure that he like every time you apply to five colleges you put at least one application that's like a fail safe yeah, yeah. yeah. it's state and you're like, always gonna you, get in the state if you don't get an acceptance letter from any of them it's just like so crushing to your like just entire being absolutely <laughs> especially if you like really want to get into academia yeah And on top of that, I'm assuming like when Danny went with Isaac and he, Paul tried to say it so many times, like, really, bro? And Danny didn't listen to Isaac and just like, you're not even listening to your own brother and you're going after, like, again, cousin. But that beside, so other question I have, was oh, there any I, I wanted to say something okay. about that last part. Okay. Uh, so Isaac had, um, he had a lot of that traditionalism in him and so did Danny. And I think it's both because they were the older siblings and because they, they were more. connecting in that traditionalism, they were also expecting to get respect from Paul. Like when Isaac came over, he's like, you're not going to stand up and hug me. He's like, I gotta make the fucking rules. Come on. You got to do this shit. Right. Like, and it's like he needs Isaac is like, hey, on some old school Korean values, I need you to like, you have to do this. You have to respect it because yeah. it's some traditional shit. They get to say it because they're at the top of that tradition pyramid. Right. Mm -hmm. And while Paul is being like, bro, I don't know. You fuck with Isaac. I don't know. You fuck with Isaac. I got people in my family that it's like, hey, love you. Love to see you at the cookouts. If you want to go do a business together, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. I just, mm -hmm. I won't because I know the kind of, know the kind of shit you get into. And like Paul was saying this, but then like, you know, because Danny's like still rooted in that family, super family, super traditional, no matter what, he's like, bro, this is our fucking family. Like we got to, we got to. And yeah. it's like, but do you? Hmm. Like, I'm not saying write your family off. I'm saying like, but do you? right here, right now, yeah. like a Jack will look at it. If he wasn't your family, would you be participating in this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and, uh, I'm God. noticing in the chat a lot of people are confused and they're watching regardless of being warned about the spoilers. Yes. Uh, so just answer some like very brief questions. It is a dark comedy mm -hmm. slash drama. Mm -hmm. It's 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 really funny, but it's also extremely sad. If you are in a sad boy phase, I think you should watch it. You can maybe you know learn something from it and like be it's, it's like good to watch. Come, other. I feel like. You come out a better person in the end. Yeah. yeah. But like you, it's going to be hard to finish it, but you should finish it. Yeah. Because there is like light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. True. There is. It yeah. does. It does hit very hard on an emotional level at the yes. end, but it you really got to get does. through it. And sometimes, you know, I found it cathartic to like see other person's beef. Like I wasn't involved with it and they were going crazy. And I was just like watching as a bystander. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my God, oh, they're going to kill each other. <laughs> yes, it is But, like Bojack Horseman. Yeah, it is. So like, yeah, same vibe. Um, yeah. If you're going through a bad boy phase, I think you, you're safe. You can watch it. Yeah, there's yeah, some bad boy behavior in it that's kind of cool. It is. <laughs> What's your next one? Um, is there any character that you guys hated? Isaac. Isaac? Yeah. Uh, I like how you think Isaac. Isaac. I, <laughs> I, I understand Isaac. I know Isaac's is... I, it's hard for me to hate him, but I would just, I would keep my distance from Isaacs. Yeah. Like, it's I, really hard for me to be like, oh, I, I, you know what? You know who's easy to hate? Isaacs, two goons. Those guys are easy to hate um, just because they're... But they were just goons. Yeah, but I, that's it, though. Like, like, look, Isaac, sure. Fuck Isaac. But also, damn, Isaac, if you're the dick, you got these two balls following you around. Right. These yeah. guys are awful. And they're right. just like, they're out doing their own thing. They're also fucking up the bag. And they're like, you can't be in... Board shorts and flip flops, holding a gun and a ski mask. You've already, you've made, you made a hundred bad decisions yeah. to get to that point to yeah. follow Isaac and to do the crime while wearing the shirt of the name of the company. I really hate a dumb criminal. At least Isaac kind of had it mildly together. Yeah. True, very true. Um, Except I, for him picking I'm his goons. Change my answer. Yeah, and it's not that, that I. was fast. It's not that I hated those characters, but I think that a lot of this um, trauma was 
passed from earlier generation. Mm. I think that the parents on both sides were very um, complacent yeah. with like, you know, like you as, as a child, you learn some things that are definitely wrong with, you know, the way your elders are doing it. Yeah. And you can't really steer them away because you're, you're a fucking child. Nobody respects you. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I, and then even as you turn into an adult, you are still a child in mm. your parents' eyes. So, like, it's, it's hard to, like, like assert authority that. and, like, yeah. try to change the way they think about certain things. And I could really see that being, like, the root cause of both of their issues. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, um, the fact that um, Ali Wong's parents, like, the mom was aware of the cheating mm-hmm. and she just kind of, like... Never even talked about it with her husband. And her husband just kind of like, this is not a thing we're going to ever mention. Which is weird because it feels like open secrets are the worst kind of secrets. If everybody knows, you just kind of got to address it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And if the wife knew and she was like, I'm not getting a divorce over it, then address it. And then talk about it and figure some shit out instead of just being like. And then like, and move on from it. I mean, it's not like you have to, you have to divorce or anything, but it's just like. Let's let's just openly acknowledge it so we can both actually move on from this because this is not moving on. Mm-hmm. What we're doing yeah. is not moving on. And especially knowing that the child knows. Yeah. Then you yeah. definitely need to intervene. And like But they didn't know the child know. Yeah. But like when she tried child to say knows. it. Um then another thing is also um with uh Fumi like yeah. learning about what she did with Paul. Mm-hmm. Like and and she's just like kind of like holding it against her at first for her own you know benefit, but then she just turns it on like it's it's fine. You just never do it again, right? Yeah. It's like come on. Yeah, I'm not sure if Fumi. So I don't know if I hate any characters. Like, I don't hate I, anybody. I think every character made um um like a decisions that were probably stupid, mm-hmm. and yeah. in the hindsight, maybe I would have made those similar decisions too. So it's kind of relatable. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I. I wasn't a big fan of Fumi in the beginning, but I didn't think she was holding against her. But I think she didn't want the marriage to fall because yeah. in the end of the day, she was getting Ellie's money. Like, yeah. They, they, yes, but of the, see, like, she was like looking for herself. And it just... I mean, at that point, if I saw you cheating with somebody, hey, I'm totally using that information for myself. Yeah. You fucked up. <laughs> Why would I have to be a bigger person? Because uh, you are making mistakes. Uh, Jordan kind of sucks in the way jo- yeah. that she gets to be this billionaire who literally oh is trying to cherry pick Asian women. Like, she, she kept just being like, oh, is that like an Asian thing? Okay, I oh, hate is, her. Oh, is that like an Asian thing? Oh, is that like an Asian thing? And then finally ends up getting, stealing her brother's fucking fiance literally to own like I, I don't give a fuck I'm saying this literally to own an Asian person like I have my own yeah and the way she had all those crowns from all those different cultures literally wearing them as hats like and she had cultural get- appropriation like and it's in a museum that you have in your own house I'm sorry like I understand that you can buy these things for collector's items you can also donate them to museums too so the public can enjoy it instead of literally holding all these beautiful cultures here in your house behind a giant fucking door with its own room like that feels like some, like, savage... Like, Captain Planet would whoop her ass. Like, that's fucked oh, up. Yeah, she had to give away those earrings back to Peruvian government because they wanted it back. It's like, dude. Right? Like, seriously. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they're, they're interesting characters. So, how do you guys deal with anger? Like, if you... Like, do you escalate it to the point where, hey, you did shitty thing, I'm gonna do shitty thing back to you. I guess it depends on... For me, it just depends on who I'm angry with. 
I feel like I've grown to the point where I don't. If I'm kicked, I don't kick back. I try yeah. not to. Yeah. Like I've gotten better at it, but as a younger, um, I think when I, I fought with my siblings, it was always like, "Well, you started it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue <laughs> doing it." Um, and oh God, yeah. Yeah, there will be passive aggressiveness, but I feel like I just don't have energy yeah. for that anymore. I. Yeah. Um, grew up fighting because it's where I lived then. It's just what you did. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got really used to solving a lot of my problems just with violence. And I I know that this sounds weird, but it's just like, it's just what you did, right? And then I remember when my mom had my sister that, like, she'd be, like, three or something, just getting on my nerves. We're eight years apart. So, like, I will, like, if she's three and I'm 11 and she's just, like, doing something, I think I pushed her down once. My mom was like, what the fuck? She was like, makes you feel like a, like, like a big man. You're going to push down this three-year-old. She was like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I started to understand, well, violence isn't literally always the answer. And then still kept fighting. And then I moved down to Indianapolis and I got into like three or four fights my first year living here. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, what? Like, she was like, I was just, it's just the way you, we did things. It's yeah. just, that's how you solve problems. And then starting to learn like, okay, that's not it, right? Like I had to literally be taught that like indirectly, indirectly. And then I think the, literally the last fight I got into was like, 20 uh, like 2013 maybe mm. it was at a party and some kid like well th- he, he pushed his girlfriend because she was dancing with me yeah and then i was like hey man and then he like pushed me and he's like you fucking dance with my girl and i was just like man i was having a really bad day i was like well oh this kid's ass he pushed me he had it coming and then after i left that party they beat up a a, a it was a it was a, it was a weird party they beat up this other black kid yeah. like skinny kid i was like <laughs> What happened? Like they found somebody that looked like you, but way smaller. They whooped his ass, and I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm done fighting. I'm old now. Yeah. I'm gonna get fucking shot. This is stupid. So I just like kind of was. Now I try to when I'm mad, I try to internalize it, teach myself a lesson, and then I try to externalize it and like fix the problem mm-hmm. and do that. There's no point in like beefing with people because it's pointless like if, if you're the kind of person i need to beef with and i'm just gonna cut you out like yeah. I, I absolutely just won't have to deal with you and like i don't mm-hmm. i don't like I don't, I don't i don't know like just being like oh we gotta win over like what's the point yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. he, even um me and pat were talking about it pat was like yeah we just need to you know pat says crazy shit he's like we just need to have a war <laughs> in america and like we'll solve all the problems right civil, civil war a civil war. He's like, we just have a civil war. We'll oh solve God. all the problems. Everything will be better. And I was like, Pat, if me and you have a disagreement, right? Like, you say this, I say that, and we get into a fight, and you win. Am I satisfied? Like, have yeah, you yeah. have you proven anything? No. Like, it doesn't. Like, getting into a, a physical fight or even like a verbal argument or like arguing about something or being petty about something for a super long time doesn't actually solve the problem. The only thing that solves the problem is a very long, boring conversation. And yeah. like, it, I think this show really showed how like unproductive uh, anger is good i think anger is like a healthy emotion if you can manage it um but this showed like how toxic it can be if you let it rule you mm-hmm. yeah and um i think I, one of the reasons i love this show so much is it shows how stupid revenge is yeah like i never really i always feel like like revenge flicks just like glamorize I mean, it's violence, fun. You know, fun to be petty. Yeah, but anime and shows about revenges. I know, like, I know. <laughs> exactly. And like, I feel like this needed to exist so yeah. that people see that you know, like, revenge actually, like, to me, most shows and like anime or movies, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, fucking revenge. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, in the end, this person was a lesson. You know, like last two episodes, and that's the wrap. Yeah. 
but you still had 99% of this show glamorizing it, right? Yeah. But this is just, this tells you from the get-go that, like, stop. Please stop. Why? We're episode five. Why are we still doing this? Episode nine. Why are we still doing this? After like, so you know many months, I mean? like, like, just like, kept can going. Please stop. Please stop. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I thought this show did a really good job of like showing that sometimes anger does come from the same place, mm-hmm. and but also like in the end, like the last episode, they kind of do come together. They connect on Paul essentially, and they come like they really become compassionate. But also show that the same you could also bring compassion from the same stem as well. Like if you had just looked at it a different way, mm-hmm. you're just taking a, a one action differently, the things could have been so different. Yeah. Um, I've never taken revenge on anybody. Um, I don't oh, know. No, if you're you missing have... out. You just got to do small, petty shit for a long oh, time. Oh, I've done revenge. Like, I've done small... Well, I can't remember any of the small, petty things, but I've never been like, oh my God, I've got to come up with the scheme to like take a revenge on somebody you have done it no yeah. not like that no <laughs> it's just like a one-time thing and it's over you know? yeah i used no. to be notorious for never forgetting things in a very petty way i've let that go it's pointless nice. i love on shit. mercer danny cho i must pee on the carpet of certain someone <laughs> uh world famous send me a message on instagram and i'll answer that question for you directly yeah watchdog there's a place that uh charges people to go into a room with Breakable stuff yeah. and charges extra to blow ups. Also, I forgot the name, but it seems pretty neat. We yeah. talked about getting a boxing Box, yeah. bag here to take the anger out. Um, Never really helpful. did. Would have been still nice. And yeah. to world famous, I would say the way you keep people from dominating you without getting revenge is don't fuck with those people. Literally, if someone mm-hmm. wants to dominate you and you don't want to be dominated, you remove yourself from it. Like, let's say... I'll choose Nika. Let's say Nika was a person and she like is always trying to dominate me. I would literally either ignore her or find a way to never have to be around her again. That's it. And if these people are in your workspace, then it'd just be like, okay, what I've decided is that if you're my boss, then you get to tell me to do these things. Anything outside of that, fuck you, I'm not doing it. You, you set up your bounds yeah. and you just literally live by that and yeah. I'll be fucking fine with that shit. Um, yeah. Also, revenge will dominate you. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you choose to get revenge on a person, you're literally, even if they're not dominating you, you're still focusing so much time and energy on this one fucking person. That's why I said these motherfuckers clearly love each other. Like, <laughs> if you gotta, if every time you get the chance to just take somebody down, you're doing it. It's like being kids and like pushing the girl that you like or like some shit like that. And it's like, yo, like, yeah, y'all gotta figure something else wrong with y'all. I'm sure everyone here has heard of Skillshare before, but just in case you haven't, Skillshare is an online learning community where you can learn a ton of skills. I used it in the past to hone graphic design skills, specifically the Procreate classes taught by Mimi Chow. So if there is a new skill you want to grow or an old skill you want to get better at, head over to Skillshare.com and use promo code ANNUAL30AFF for 30% off of your annual subscription. So do you guys? So this question was interesting. Uh, do you guys? Uh, do you have any take on difference between beef and food? Like, do you believe those are two different things? A feud. I feel like. So this is what Lee said. Feud sounds fancy. So he's like, fight can be a beef, but beef isn't always a fight. A feud is always a type of beef, but some beefs aren't feuds. Okay. For example, I have beef with this question, but it'd be weird to be in a feud with it. With it. This is the first time my brain has had to make these distinctions. I think beef is small. A feud is... Family feud. A feud is an internal <laughs> war being raged, usually with a small group of people versus another. Doesn't have, like, family feud, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar, there's a family notorious for having a feud. 
down at, I think in Kentucky, there are the Hatfields and the McCoys. I know. Well, like a Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, they, I don't know. It's some country ass shit. Like, oh. one Hatfield and one McCoy piss each other off 100 years ago, and still to this day, they won't fuck with each other. They'll just be like, Damn. I was fucking McCoys. I don't fuck with them. Only good Hatfield to dead one. Fuck them. And it's just like, yo. So that's a food. That's a food. That's yeah. some ongoing ingrained in you from birth. <laughs> Generational. It's, it's essentially <laughs> racism, but against a family. And it's like, why? And it's just like, you can't trust them. They're fucking sneaky. It's like, what? <laughs> a feud is, yeah, feud just. Feud permeates. You don't even know why you're mad anymore. You're just like, I'm yeah. supposed to hate them. So That's I do. Funny. I think feud is more, much more serious and much more irrational than beef. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like beef is like... Small, short. Like, um, like uh, impulsive. Yeah, you can have beef it, with your friends. It will come and go. You can have a feud with your friends. Yeah. You just thought this was a different... Like, this revenge tragedy was different from other revenge stories that we have seen yes. in the past. Yeah. And how so? They didn't glorify revenge. I already said. <laughs> uh, I mean, it also it ends positively. Like, all right. So for one, I, I like to think about like John Wick is clearly a revenge story. But let's keep in mind, God's going that, on for like that we're we're in the fourth movie. movie now. John Wick is living a absolute miserable existence. I don't think he's really good at it. But is he happy? You know what I mean? Like, there it is. Like, sure, it's entertainment for us. But, you know, with each installment, my guy's missing a... a you guys have seen up to the third one, right? Yes. My guy's missing a finger now. You know what I mean? Like, he's it's literally chipping away at him. The revenge is taking away from his life force. And, like, you know, you can't... You can't yeah. do that. You can yeah. try, but what... what revenge... Everything um, you hear about revenge is always like, don't do it. Watchdog yeah. says, I was hella petty in my teenage watchdog years. There was this guy who used to bully me. I was tiny back then. One day he left his backpack unattended and I went down to it. Destroy his homework, change his answers, break his stuff, etc. High school was a crazy time for me. No, that's some good shit. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's some good no. shit. Homie's bullying, get him back. Good. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, uh, hey, that, that, that's like, it's fine. Like, if, if somebody was fucking with me like this now, I would probably like go to them and be like, are you okay? Can I pay for your therapy? <laughs> I'm concerned for your well-being. Also, fuck you. Yeah. No. Like and, and I, like, <sighs> I, I don't know. Um, I I can't stand when like adults act like kids. Yeah. Oh seriously. It's, I just can't stand it. I think that's where the problem is. Like when the kids are acting, like that's fine because they have so many years ahead of them. They will learn. They will make mistakes. They will learn. But when adults do it, it's like. Have you not learned anything from your past? Because now I'm at a point, like, if it doesn't make me happy, I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. Because Straight up. Just, like, I got enough going on. Yeah, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I really, like, don't want this on my mind. If it's something yeah. that's on my mind for so long, it's like, okay, I need to squash this mm -hmm. because I literally cannot give you any more my energy of this. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like, if, you, if you're consumed by something like this, you're, like, living... You're not living your own life. Mm -hmm. You are trying to insert yourself in theirs so yeah. much yeah. that you don't live your own. And oh, I mean, sure. let it go. Most all beefs get squashed anyway if they don't end in you know absolute violence. So mm -hmm. like that's it, man. Just squat. It's it's fucking pointless. I used to really feel like it used to really bother me that I felt like I was losing or I was letting someone get over on me, and like that would really motivate me. Like, no, I need to keep this shit going. I need to teach this person a lesson not to fuck with me. But like, fuck that. Like, if there's someone you need to teach a lesson to not fuck with you. Mm -hmm. Try to get that person, just try to remove yourself out of the situation. Like, you literally, and if you're stuck with it, I think uh, World Famous acts. he was like, if, uh, he's like, what if it's family? Eventually, you gotta, your own mental health is gonna become more important. I don't know what kind of family member it is. I don't know if you live with that person, but eventually you gotta be like, look, I'm either leaving, I'm moving, I'm going away, or if you're gonna treat me like this for the next three months, then we're just done. 
Like you don't yeah. you don't have to be with your family, especially if they're toxic. Yeah. You can get the fuck out. Yeah, this is funny because I had the similar conversation with somebody who's having issue with their family because their family is just like, you know, only there when they want something. Yeah. And apparently and I was telling them like, "Okay, I think you just need to stop to stop, they're not bringing anything. Like, when you need something, they're not there. They're just looking for something that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should just, like, stop it. And it was difficult, but it's like, stop contacting. And I asked them, like, because that person was also going through therapy. Like, what did your therapist say? It's like, yep, same, same thing. thing. Like, so yep, what do you think? Exactly. Other person going to say anything different to your therapist? Your therapist, it's just the like, thing to do. You got to preserve yourself, man. I know. It's just hard. But then what? if, if it doesn't make you happy, you kind of just have to. It's sad. Um, the other thing I really liked about this revenge tragedy compared to the other stories, like they come so close to their point where they get t- overtaken by the revenge and they almost take like a really worse step and they don't. Like one time when Steven Young yeah, almost, yeah. almost, almost burned, the, girl, yeah. or burned the car and June was in it and he stopped. Um, and then oh, Dude. It was, it, that was so scary. Oh and then he went, he's like rubbed it off and like left. Um, I don't understand how that was not it for him. Like, yeah, right? I almost killed the child. I need to get my shit together. I think like, that- seriously. I think he does. Doesn't he, like, from there on, like, he takes time and he goes to church. He goes to church, And yeah. then it's like this eight-month mm. passes or something. The the, the church pastor uh, is Ben from Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you've watched I him. I haven't seen him. He's kind of- an asshole in that. Yeah, he is he? Yeah, he's, um, he's really good. I haven't seen... I saw the first two episodes and then I yeah, just yeah, stopped. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there's some steps, like, yeah, it's like, okay, it could have gone worse. I mean, they still impacted their loved ones, for sure, uh, but thankfully didn't kill them. It got to a part where the beef was beyond them, too. There's parts where they both wanted to stop, but because of things that they did or had set up, they literally had no choice but to take that step forward into more beef, which is, like, I mean, that's when it's, like, really out of hand. It's like a nuclear reaction at that point. Yeah. It's just going off, like, but when she chose to... Hmm? You still said it in yeah, motion. I, right? Yeah, well, I'm saying it's just, like, when she chose to... Uh, start message. She tried to message Danny, and Danny's like, "Oh, this is a bot." And then Paul pops into her DM. She's like, "Okay, well, maybe I'll do this because I'll get a chance to like maybe get back at him." Or when Danny's like, "I'm gonna be friends with the husband because then maybe I'll get a chance." And then they both are like, "Oh no, like we're implicating genuine other people into this, and like we don't yeah. need to." And they get too far taken. Like Danny and George were actually becoming good friends, and yeah. didn't seem like George really had friends. And like Danny put all this effort in, he started fucking biking on the same route. Like he's literally improving his life in order to be friends with this dude. <laughs> it's going too far. And then he looked at the art and was actually feeling something from his art, even though it's fucking weird looking blobs. Like they he, he were becoming great. friends. And yeah. then the same with Amy and Paul, they were actually starting to like really feel each other and like starting to understand each other and seeing like she was able to sexually be herself around him and also just be friends with him and give him advice and shit and they could have all done good for each other they could all been a good group of friends they could have been a good group of people at any other different times but no then it gets too far it gets taken here it gets taken there and it's just one step after the other it's wild yeah what are your thoughts on the last episode the ending I I I really like the ending yeah Um, I was at, at first I was like I need more, like, I need to know what happens to George, mm-hmm. to Junie, I need to know what happens to, like, all the side characters. How's Naomi doing? You know, like, 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 yeah. like my yeah. initial reaction was like, there's more! <laughs> it has to be more! But then, you know, I come down and I was like, this is actually, like, really sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I did read that. Do you want to... Yeah, so mention? an interview with, um, with still watching Netflix, Ali Wong, along with Sirius Creator... Um, director Lee Sung Jin discussed how the final moments of the show were improvised by Wong. Mm-hmm. 
the sequence is a time lapse of her laying of her laying there for days waiting for Danny to wake up. So that was improvised. So she wasn't supposed to like crawl up on him. Nice. And okay. And um, the cinematography, like he came in and he slayed the scene. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job. And I think I'm gonna call out a twenty four. They probably pulled some of the stuff that they learned from uh, everything, everything everywhere all at yeah. once with like uh, using the passage of the windows and uh, and the lights because you could tell like they aren't moving and there's not. I don't think there's any CGI involved. And it's just like the using lights. that to show yeah. like time passing. And Danny lifts his arm up just a little bit to be like, yeah, he's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good to see and it's great also the other thing that literally rules these people's lives is money yeah and like they're all either trying to figure out to get to these next steps or hustling with it or figuring out what to do with it and like yeah amy did get that 10 million dollar contract but then she was like i'll stay on and work another five years which literally felt like it was going to kill her Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like she's already masturbating with a fucking loaded gun which is like hey (laughs) i'm not saying that you're kind of suicidal i'm just saying that that that's kind of far i mean that's that's a she, she just wanted thrill I know, man. It's, George but was like, too vanilla. But she didn't tell that to George until how long into the relationship? You got to talk Who about knows? this shit with people. Yeah. And I, I just think that, it, I don't know, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I, I have a hard time. Uh, oh, my shirt. Love is love. Yeah. I have a hard time not being mad at Jordan, too, for, like, oh, for I, sure. just because you can see, and I know this isn't part of it. It's just the way that I see it, is that, like. She's got all this fucking money, all these resources, huge ass house, mostly empty. And then it's contrasted with a person like Danny, who is literally grinding out here, trying to kill himself because he's fucking so sad, trying to get back to like, he's trying to do something honorable for his family, for his parents, all that. And he's just trying super hard. Mm -hmm. And you see all of that shit. And it's like, he's getting nothing for it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Even as a contractor, that lady was like, I don't like him. He's annoying. And it's like, damn, he's just like every single inch. He's trying to get an inch, trying to get an inch, trying to get an inch. And it feels like... I don't know. You see that contrasted with like how well she's doing. Not to say that she didn't work hard for what she had, but just like she has so much yeah. and he has so little, yeah. and they're in such close proximity to each other that it's mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, it, it, like yeah. That's what always makes me think like they're literally the same coin, just flip of it. Like it could have been either or. It could have been opposite. I love the last episode. Absolutely loved it. Mm. I love when they were took those berries and hallucinating, <laughs> and they were both talking. Juniper berries. Juniper berries. <laughs> It was, and they were just both talking. You couldn't tell who was talking what. And that kind of made them look at each other. It's like, okay, where you came from. I understand what you're feeling. Essentially became one person. Yeah. Um, that and was really like, sweet. An ego it, death, it if you will. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, they were completely, like, just their souls were out. Mm. It was, like, nothing else. And, yeah. And it was great. I love when it, like, hard cut into the morning off. And like there's and just walking. pukes everywhere around them. <laughs> They're like, we survived. And they got up. Apparently, so they funky. made the burial of themselves. Like they put oh, see, all the water on top of them. I just assumed they were cold. You know, like oh. <laughs> when you're at someone's, like when I come lay down down here, there's no blanket, so I just pull this cushion on top of me, just like. <laughs> Under the cushion. I, I thought they were made burial of themselves, like the pyre. Yeah. The pyre was like, so we're gonna funny. we're gonna bring all this because we are dying, we might as well put this. So like when I just was laughing, like <laughs> so what? It was great. Yeah. That's um, funny. That could be it too. Like we just crawl so everything. We're too cold. Wanna read a comment from Fire Chief ninety four. He says or she says, I'm indigenous and West taught that your emotional well well being is like medicine bag. The good or bad medicine, emotions, feelings, or thoughts go into the bag. And if you have more bad than good, then it's a poison for your soul. Okay, nice. I do think that. I like the way that sounds. I think emotional healing is one of those things that we don't really get into until we get older. And it's unfortunately expensive, but it's also so, so, so important. Mm. And like, if you can't figure that out, I don't know. 
So I yeah. try to I, I try to do like meditating uh, yeah. occasionally because it's like at least I can I can calm myself that it's a little <laughs> it's a little good and it's cheap. Makes yeah. sense. Um, I really like that this analogy works on so many levels because like <laughs> some like bad some like bad like medicine end quote is like literally used to cure some things. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't really like push bad stuff away like it's still recognized like i said like anger can be like a productive emotion Mm -hmm. guilt is also a good emotion to have like if you're fucked up like you have to learn something you know and like move on from it as you have to feel guilty yeah Yeah. like so like all these like emotions that we associate with like being negative Mm -hmm. they can still be good for you and i have them in your bag you know yeah Yeah. you just need to know when to use them uh i think a good one is like shame like i feel like a lot of people feel shame like over sex stuff and that's like a wrong place to put shame but like we as humans can use shame to teach people in our communities in the in your small big community family and all that to like oh that behavior is wrong you know what i mean like oh like you shouldn't be doing that you this thing that you're doing right here this thing you should probably feel some shame about like if you have a friend who is just like overeating themselves to death and it's like okay that thing like according to your health and how you look and shit you're dying yeah you should feel or over drinking too much too it's like hey you should just feel like a little shame about that to try to like kind of course correct but not being like oh i like to masturbate with a gun you don't need to feel shame about that yeah as long as the gun's not loaded and the gun's loaded shame yeah (laughs) that's funny um should there be a new season god no I don't. I. I. If these people see, it's like John Wick. Yeah. If the if these same people end up in a new season of Beef together, it's the saddest thing ever. I do not want that. I. Want, I, I, I want them to be okay. And yeah. if they were gonna do another thing of Beef with another group of people, I'm super down for. But I think, I think good. Danny and Amy's story has ended perfectly, mm-hmm. and that for them to get into more altercations with each other or with anyone else mm-hmm. is wildly sad. Yeah. I. I think. I, I wish there was more of this because like I feel like as a society we need this type of show just like an epilogue <laughs> but, yeah. but I really feel like the ending was just Perfect. so either like the next season needs to like be called something else that's like not beef mm-hmm. and like I don't know like well seasoned dinner you know or something like where like they they can the beef it. you know yeah. and they made something productive out of it like you know I would like to see how they move on practically from yeah. Yeah. this like this, oh, uh, like roller coaster. What if, what if we? Uh, all right. So season two is about Paul being uh, finally going to college, maybe, or Paul doing something people by himself. Up. Paul moving away, and so then with that way, you could find out what's happened to people on the peripheral through it. Yeah. But Paul still has. He's still young, and he's still got yeah. a lot of. He's first off, my guy's been shot yeah. twice. Maybe because he got shot, he gets some money from uh mm-hmm. from the state and he's able to use that but also like it doesn't you know what i mean he still yeah. struggles with it and shit yeah. and they can show like just because because we're watching that how you get rich thing just because someone just got five hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean that they're off good because they got a lot of stuff internalized that they're still fucking up with i think that would be good to see plus paul is young yeah. and he's i don't know if he is gen z or not but i think gen z could relate to him and that could be a really good way to move it forward yeah. while still getting answers about everyone else yeah. but without like having to be like oh you know, like they don't have to be in the story. We can hear about yeah. them, but they're not. You know, they're doing good now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I that's would. A good idea. Yeah, I Paul would dates Mia. I'd be down for that because Mia was struggling to find work too. Paul dates Mia. Yeah, I I would personally would love um to see anthology. Like beef is fine. Yes. Like I would love to see a beef with somebody else. With somebody yeah. else. Um, like different culture. Different maybe. culture. Just any any other beef. Uh, because it's a good topic. Um. So in the interview with Rolling Stone, Lee Sung Jin said there has been no word on renewal, but that he's plotted out three seasons in his head. Okay. 
So I, I see if it follows a person from each zombie, kind of like White Lotus, yeah. you know, yeah. with a carryover. I would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. That would be good. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind another season. I just think continuation of it. It will. I don't know. There are still a lot of questions, right? It was good to leave those questions but because it makes you ex- talk about it. You know, exactly. Yeah. If you want to explore it, that's yeah. fine too. But I just don't. I, I don't want Ali, uh, Amy, Amy, Amy and Danny. Danny to beef anymore. Yeah. Like if it, if it was like after him, like being in the coma for so long, and her losing everything, and they learn nothing from it, that would be so bad. Yeah, I don't think they would. I, I don't. For somebody to make a show this good, I don't think they would take that turn. And I also feel like that would be that's too. It's it's not dark. It's realistic in a lot of ways, but it's too dark. And mm-hmm. I, I think that I don't think that's what the world needs right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. <laughs> if you're like, there's this is just like just like with John Wick. Like I love it. I love John Wick movies. But you know, if we get to John Wick ten, I'm like, damn man. Stop already. Up, bro. You yeah. gotta, my guy, you've killed at least a thousand people yeah. personally. You, you gotta stop. But are you he okay? He hasn't eaten anything. Like, right? like, what's happening with John? He, he just becomes a gun. Yeah. So, rest of the questions that I have, not really a question. So, you guys must have noticed the episode titles. Yeah. They're all called weird. So, they're all reference to something tragic. Uh, okay. Um. So, each episode name. So, I was just going to go off and just go what they mean. And if we want to discuss on it, we have an hour. Like, we already an hour. So, I don't know how long we're going to discuss this. Tell us the um, sad things they mean. Um. But, so, the first episode was called The Birds Don't Sing. They Screech in Pain. Um, that... Yeah. Yeah, that's where yeah, Werner Herzog says. That's oh, Werner Herzog's documentary, Burden of Dreams. So the trees are in mis- misery and the birds are in misery. I don't think they sing. They just screech in pain. Take a closer look at what's around us. There's some sort of harmony. It's a harmony of overwhelming and collective murder. Werner yeah. Herzog, are you fucking okay, yeah, you sir? Said it wrong. Did I? That's what the whole thing is. No, you have to say it with his accent. Oh, I nah. don't know the accent. He's not the same. Nah. You say it with the accent. He's so... I can't. No. There's a... He's in a... Well, spoler. Uh, there's a Werner Herzog-esque character in an episode of Boondocks, and it's, it's, it's pretty really? spot so, Yeah, it's pretty So, I did not know about this, so I, again, went down the rabbit hole that about... They were trying to make this movie <laughs> about taking the boat across the mountain. Yeah. So... Oh, what, yeah. They had to, like, pull it apart and, like... Yeah, so while they're filming it, they wanted to actually do it, and so they were stuck in this jungle, so the actor like Warner Herzog was like I hate this well he's a he's I think he's so he's an actor but he's also a documentary filmmaker he's Mm -hmm. a really he's a really good creative and a really good artist but yeah he's also like he's he's like the narrator for like your typical narrator for like a documentary yeah and it's I love but he's so dark though like (laughs) obviously but and that's what the start of the show is right like so start of the show we meet these two characters and then they're like oh Outside, this seems fine, but until they're like, no, they have a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, they go down. So the episode second was called The Rapture of Being Alive. And that's from famous 1988 television, televised interview with Bill Moyers. American writer Joseph Campbell presented this answer when asked about his thoughts on the meaning of life. What does it mean to feel the rapture of being alive? And he said, I don't think the meaning of life is what we are seeking. I think it's experience of being alive so that our life experiences on the purely physical plane will have resonance with our own innermost being and reality so that we actually feel the rapture of being alive. Um, and this is when um, Danny gets the idea from Isaac to start a new business. And, um, and Amy starts catfishing Paul on Instagram, clashing with George at a gallery opening. And Amy vandalizes Danny's truck. 
Um, so essentially, they get obsessed with seeking revenge. And they Instead feel of, alive. Yeah. <laughs> they feel alive um, that they can take a revenge and be mean to each other. Um, great, great topics. Um, this one, the third one is called I'm Inhibited by a Cry. And that's a poem, Elm, from Sylvia Pat Platt. Um, she writes about a dark thing inside of her that cries at night for love. I'm inhabited by a cry. Nightly it flaps out, looking with its hooks for something to love. Oh, my God. Yep. Sylvia Plath. She died at Did the she, age yeah. of, like, 24 or she something. She put her head in the oven. Yeah. She, oh, my God. No, what? She, she attempted multiple suicides until one day it worked. I think. So how do you even do that work? You turn it on and just stay gas, there until gas, it gets... Gas oven. God. Oh, that's awful. Hey, you should see our favorite Czech movie. <laughs> There's a bit with a with an oven. Right. Don't worry, no one does. So episode four is just not all at the same time. This is the episode where she's at a conference and Amy's yeah. like, we can have everything. And so Betty Friedan, uh, she was a feminist author, and she was to ask the same question in conference. And she says, you can have it all, just not all at the same time. Um, so this question was very different, what she answered and compared to Amy. It was like, we can have it all. It's like... Mm, just not all at the same time. Like, Amy, you can't. You, you, you're dealing with a Well, lot of but it. you could also see when she was answering that she didn't believe it. Oh, yeah. 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 She was just putting selling on the, the biggest show of a lifetime. Yeah. And that's a sad part, right? Like, I think with everybody, it was like, oh, I can't have it all. Just, you can't do everything at the same time. So that's for sure. Like, you can have it all, just not at the same time. The fifth one was such a secret. A creature, and that's from a quote from Iris Murdoch's novel *The Sea*. It's very long. I'm not gonna. I could read wait. *The Sea* if you get the chance. I will go back. Uh, episode six is *We Draw a Magic Circle*. I love this one. Uh, this is an extract from Ing- 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 Ingmar. Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, Ingmar Bergman's. Hell film yeah, Seven Seal. Through a glass darkly. I don't know if you've seen that Mm-mm. movie. So he says, "We draw a magic circle and shut out everything that doesn't agree with our secret games." Each time life breaks the circle, the game game turns gray and ridiculous. Then we draw a new circle and build a new defense. It's another uh, famous filmmaker, Swedish, I think. Uh, he's got this movie about uh, death playing chess against a man. I haven't seen it, but it's one of those like you have to watch in film school. Just I didn't watch it. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, this one's essentially where like you know when Amy like Fumi finds out that Amy cheated or whatever like they just blame everybody else instead of themselves yeah um, the seventh was called I'm a cage and that's from Franz Kafka uh oh um, check boy yeah I'm a friend I'm a cage in a search of a bird <laughs> <laughs> essentially that describes humans as empty vessels who are constantly looking for meaning mm-hmm. um I love Franz Kafka. Like when I went to Prague, I had no idea he was from Czech until I started seeing things it's like wait a minute it's so Kafka-esque yeah now I'm going to go into episode 8. That one's really long as well. It's called The Drama of Original Choice. It's from the book The Ethics of Ambiguity. Oh, is that the one where they were talking about the parents in this one? The yeah, white skin hooked nose woman. It was so scary when she showed up that the uh, the misbehavior Dude, as yeah. a child. I, Man, she I was... I <laughs> absolutely hated that. I was so scared of that face. I think I dreamed about it. Serge said he hated it too. I, I was so unsettled by it. It like, was very unsettling. It came out of nowhere. I, I was watching it and I had to like stop and go back. I was like, wait a minute. Am I looking at a wrong person? It's yeah. Like, oh, no, I mean, it, it, I, I definitely get it too. Cause like her shame, like as a child lying, I remember lying as a kid and like just feeling so, 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 so guilty about it. And you're like, oh my God, like, you know, you, you're a kid. So kids fucking do. But then like uh, her knowing that her dad cheated and not telling her mom. 
that shit had to eat with her. And then her being like, oh, I want to have like weird sex, but I, I can't like openly do it or I can't talk with anybody about it unless it's a stranger off a of Craigslist. And you can't and, see my face because yeah. you will know who I am. And I mean, I, I know, not a kink shame, but I mean, it wasn't even that dirty. Like, I don't know. It's, well, you got to talk with people about this shit, man. Otherwise, you go around imagining that you're, you're a fucking witch yeah. and no one loves you and you can't be loved because no one can totally know you. And then you become a fucked up. But it's like human. ingrained as a kid, right? Like, it's like you will think if. If as a kid you always were kink shamed or just or just told that like right. yeah so you how know those you... things you got to keep it secret you got to yeah. grow up with all these secrets and I think that that's like bad yeah yeah and I think she did try to talk to George like there was time in like an episode one or two and Joe was like what's what's wrong and she like tried to open up and George like changed the no because George emotionally couldn't get there either she's just like I'm so he's like people are sad sometimes it's like George. Yeah. Bro, listen to her. There's clearly something deeper there. Hey, first time chatter. Shout outs. Thanks for watching us on YouTube and now being here on Twitch. Woo! Thank you. Um, but yeah, like George, just, he, he, he wasn't ready for that. And it's while she's doing that, it's like, you really just need therapy. Like, you just need someone to talk to you that's going to understand you. You need to. That's what you need. And I get that you're trying to do that with George, but maybe he's not the guy for that. Even in therapy, Amy didn't open up properly. Like when she was yeah. wanting to do it. The therapist kept being own. like. Yeah, I was you like, therapy could tell like there was something wrong, and she was just all like, "Oh, like I think there's something wrong with the marriage," but not saying like you cheated, but you kept saying like maybe George is cheating on you. Like, dude, why? Like you say something as well, um, but yeah. So episode nine was the great fabricator. That his attachment is a great fabricator of illusions. Reality can be obtained only by someone who is detached. That's by Samuel Gravity Grace. Um, Essentially saying that in order to fully accept reality, you must experience a form of loss. Mm -hmm. And that's when the episode nine, like June gets kidnapped mm. and the whole and shit the went down. Um, and then, yeah, like Paul tells George down. that she cheated. And the last one was a figure of lights. And that is in the alchemical. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. C.G. Young. He writes mm. how in order to move forward, we must first tap into our darkness. Darkness. And that's, al what, what is this, alchemy? Al Alchemical. Studies? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. People tried to do actual alchemy back I in the day. I didn't know that was a study. Yeah. It was wrong. So it's a volume 13, he said this. C.G. Young was like pre-Freud. Yeah? yeah? Oh, damn. Yeah. Those are, the, I... I, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole looking through this, and then I was started looking myself, and I was like, I'm pretty sure somebody is, did the research on their own. This is a did. video essay material. Yeah, you know what I think this is going to lead to? Yeah. Is while we were at OfficeCon, they, um, Rain Wilson, um, Dwight, has a book about spirituality that yeah. we got in our bag for free, and I read like the first couple of pages. Uh, maybe I'll read that. Maybe Dwight will have some insights, some great insights to life. Yeah. yeah. I, I, in Dwight voice. <laughs> Love it. I, I feel like... I really miss like going to college because mm -hmm. I was able to like take weird classes like philosophy and things like that that like are completely useless for me in like my career life but they were like really enriching for me personally yeah and like I just don't prioritize that enough so I really I really would like to do more, like read more philosophy books and things like that but i think it's also like when i was reading this right um all these books and how i was taken out like even when i do read more books we never like sit down and really think about the we symbolism need start, we need to have book clubs probably and i think we need to have a more thorough book clubs like mm -hmm. what is the symbolism here mm -hmm. like what did this mean like from here and out yeah. and like 
read classical books because a lot of that is missing from. Yes. I feel like. In, yes. Now. Look, I don't want to inside baseball on you uh, ladies here, but uh, on upstairs we have a movie club that we just tacked on to the end of our podcast. No sense in making a whole new podcast. Why couldn't you just have one of your oh, uh, episodes could. a month be a book club? There you go. People have been asking on Discord. Thus, by wrapping uh, two of the best things ever. The SSGC and the book club, all Just, into one big old fart. That turns fart. It, but like, see, that turns it into something else where I have a deadline and commitment, and I just like to do this for pleasure. Oh. Yeah. Well, then, what if you just? So you like, can just I think we should do a similar we were doing with the beef. Yeah. We just walk, read it yeah. and we're done. Like, yeah. let's just do it. I think. I guess what we should do if we like come across a really good book, we should just like share it. Like, okay, we're reading this. You know, but I don't want to be like, let's look for something now. Yeah, you know, no, makes like I don't sense. want to do that. Yeah. So Mercer, he's following along the movie club. Uh, thank nice. you so much for doing that. <laughs> there was a blackout in here at three a.m. the other day, and I was on the rooftop with popcorn, popcorn, and snack with beef night car chase. Oh, on really? and listening to Nomi's podcast where Chris talks about neighborhoods cooking and it was all relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's a neighborhood cook? What did I say? About like, neighborhood cooking. Like when you when, when your neighbors have a nicer neighborhood than you and it makes you feel bad? Is that a cooking? Is that what know. you said? Well, I, I know like food cooking is when like I eat pizza oh but God. you're on a diet so you can't have any and I'm just I'm going to eat this pizza in front of you. Were you talking about horrible. our neighbor getting naked in front of uh, her window? All the time? No, she, now that the kids play outside she doesn't do that anymore. Oh. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. She's going to hear this one day and be like I hate those people. I just... <laughs> You need to be friends with her, like a normal person. Like, hey, uh, can you just fix your window situation? Oh, Brecht here. It was on a podcast about getting revenge by cucking. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah. I said I would, uh, I remember. I said I would buy someone's neighbor. They were like, what's the worst revenge you'd take on someone? And I was like, oh, I'd, uh, I, if I was a billionaire, I was like, oh, I would just buy their neighborhood and do fun shit for all the neighbors and not them. Oh. <laughs> like, I would just be like, and then I would offer to buy their house and be like, hey, I'll buy your house, but like, I get to make renovations to it for myself. That's funny. Like, I'd add, like, I don't know, just add cool shit. That's all. Yeah, neighborhood yeah. cooking. All right, there we go. All right, good to know. Revenge. A different kind of revenge that Chris will take. Revenge we cooking. do not condone revenge. Yeah. Um, yes. But, yeah. No, this was great. Um, I, I love First it. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Mickey asked a really good question, okay? Welcome to our Twitch chats. A podcast where anything can be said, and you don't know the context behind it. This is so funny. This mm. is it. Well, we are ready to wrap it up. Yeah, now. yeah. Oh, hold yeah. on. Real quick, without context, on Monday, me and Marquette went to the bar, Yeah. and his dude walked past us, and he said, yeah, out of context, I guess it looked like I was trying to eat his clothes, but I wasn't trying to eat his clothes, and we were just like... <laughs> We wanted to follow him, but what's the fucking context? Yeah. Like, what do you? What could you have been doing? We still can't figure it out. Keep. I'm gonna think about this for the rest of my life. I love when you like overhear some conversation and it's like half a conversation. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Or you want to chase like, these people down and be like, no, no, no. Like, what? But what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like I'm not. I wasn't eavesdropping, but I need to know. Right. The full on. Pretty does this great thing. Like every time, I love traveling with her. She lips read horribly <laughs> so she will just sit and like tell you the whole story so like these two couples have been talking so like, about this, this, this. that's great like she would tell the whole story that's awesome and we were at amsterdam in a bar and she was like these people came and they couldn't figure out how to buy weed so they, they left like <laughs> you know you're like i think they just came and lost and talked about this it's like what if today you speak in english you're in amsterdam that's exactly so funny. they're oh like God, old they were 
but the, they're not even talking English, and she just comes up with the whole story. So it's like, how? She what? is her own Werner Herzog. Yeah. She is. <laughs> I can like you can be just with her, and she will entertain you with this made-up <laughs> stories about people <laughs> so who doing something. It was like need to go on more that. vacations with Preeti. Yeah, she loves people watching. And there might be true stories. I don't know. She comes up with things. Yeah. But it's great. Revenge is not the Jedi way. Chris, I am no Jedi. <laughs> I'm no Jedi. I love Pad Revenge was taking the employee's wife to a farm and do his wife in front of him. Yeah. Pad was like, I'm going to buy a farm. I'm like, okay. Okay, where's this going? He said, I'm going to get his wife to the farm and I'm going to fuck her. I'm like, why do you have to buy the farm? Oh my God. There's extra steps, Pat. Why is alarming. Why are they to buy a farm? I don't know. Just, I don't know. That's questions that Mickey said that he would uh he would hire somebody to drive in front of them and uh brake check them until they get rear-ended and then he would just wrap the person up in court for as long as possible. <laughs> and then when the person got out of court, he would just do it again. He's like, "Yeah, I just make sure that person would stay in court for the rest of their lives." Okay. So, well, I think the boys need to go to therapy. Yes. On their own. Hey, Mickey asked it, all right? I feel like neighborhood cooking wasn't super bad. <laughs> just imagine if there's a carnival outside of your house every Spidey day, but you weren't invited. Was... I forgot what Spidey's was. Oh, my God. I have to re-listen. That, this I, got dark. I wish we ended the chat when we were going to end it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should never keep on going when we say we end it. So, are we going to raid someone, Spencer? Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for yeah. joining for Beef. We'll be back next week. And we'll be back tomorrow for One Piece. Yes. You understand? And we are raiding Tom in Boston. Stay for the raid. Tell them where we send your regards. Bye, everyone. Get ready. Because it's about time so sweet. for you to speak your mind. Super Secret Girls Club.